0: are we ready
1: staff is ready when you are
0: thank you good afternoon everyone uh the meeting of the city council's budget and audit committee will please come to order with the clerk call the roll and establish a quorum please
1: thank you council member guetta present Councilmember jennings i am here Councilmember vang here and mayor steinberg
0: I'm here. Uh, let us begin with the uh, land acknowledgement and the Pledge of Allegiance. Who, who would like to lead us uh, today in, in that? Uh, have a volunteer? Glad to do it, Mr. Mayor. Th- thank you, Mayor Pro Tem Guetta.
2: Thank you. And uh, if all can please rise uh, for the opening acknowledgement in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. Uh, to the original people of this land, the Nisanan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Miwok, the potwin two people, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federal recognized tribe, may we acknowledge and honor the Native people who came before us, still, uh, still walk beside us today uh, on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's Indigenous people's history, contribution, and lives. Thank you. And uh, if you could join us in the Pledge of Allegiance, salute, pledge, I pledge allegiance to the flag of
0: of the United States of America America. and And to the the republic Republic for which it stands, stands, one one nation, nation, under under God, God, indivisible,
3: with liberty and and justice
0: justice for all. Thank you very much, Mayor Pro Tem. Um, This is uh, a time of the year that I know uh, I really look forward to and a meeting I look forward to, especially when the budget and economic news is relatively good. And that is the fiscal year 21-22 mid-year review. Uh, I'd like to uh, turn it over to Emily Combs, who is our new director of finance, um, after which I'm going to make a a brief presentation about the letter that I put forward on Thursday. We will hear then from uh, members of the public and then turn it over to the Budget and Audit Committee for discussion and potential recommendation to the City Council. I want to begin by thanking the City Finance Team. Uh, they uh, work very, very hard, and it takes an incredible amount of work uh, to get a set of recommendations and an analysis and backup to the Budget and Audit Committee, and ultimately the City Council. And uh, I think this decision debate, so to speak, is framed really well here this afternoon, as we, as we will uh, talk about it over the next few minutes. But I just want to acknowledge uh, the hard work uh, and say thank you and to welcome, again, our new, relatively new, I think, uh, budget manager, uh, excuse me, director of finance, uh, Emily Combs, as well as Marthala Santizo, who is uh, the budget manager. Welcome to both of you. Uh, Please begin your presentation.
4: Thank you so much. So I'll go ahead and start sharing my screen here. Give me a moment to... All right, are you able to see the presentation? Hear me all right.
0: Yes, we can. Please Fantastic.
4: Sure. So good afternoon, Mayor and Council Members. I'm Emily Combs. Your um, relatively new finance director and the item before you today is the fiscal year 2021-22 mid-year budget review. The review includes major changes since budget adoption. We'll cover our current year revenues and pressing operational needs that have emerged since budget adoption. We'll review our year-end results that have provided the city with additional resources to be able to fund council-led strategic initiatives and other operational needs. Starting with our available fund balance, the city ended the year with additional year-end resources in both General Fund and Measure U. This was largely due to higher sales and Measure U transaction taxes, property transfer taxes and savings and operations, which were largely due to position vacancies throughout the city. We're recommending revenue adjustments in the amount of $26.2 million and funding of $12.3 million to meet our debt service obligations. One-time funding from ARPA and the Housing Trust Fund to help offset estimated labor contract costs. As many of you know, A lot of our MOUs are still under negotiation. So the $20.5 million figure you see there is an estimate. And after those adjustments, we're recommending that we take that surplus of $49.9 million and reserve it for future budget deficits. We'll look at our revised forecast later on in the presentation where we can see how this fits in with our current projections. I'd like to emphasize that the $49.9 million figure is an estimate and that it's very much dependent on actual revenue performance in the current fiscal year, as well as the actual cost for labor contracts. This slide summarizes our recommended mid-year changes for various American Rescue Plan Act initiatives. This includes one-time allocations as directed by council for a citywide equity study to help us establish a racial equity policy for future investments, towing administrative fee reform to waive towing fees to help address systemic inequalities, and for the Sacramento Native American Health Center to provide COVID-related health care services. Also included is a recommendation to fund 19 positions to support the alternative response to homelessness as identified in the Comprehensive Siting Plan. These positions will provide homeless outreach and code enforcement and would be funded with ARPA through fiscal year 21-22, so the current fiscal year. ARPA funds in the amount of $11.5 million would go towards existing services and programs overseen by public works, which include sheltering, outreach, encampment cleanup, and other services for our homeless population. Other revisions include the match required for the police positions for the Community-Oriented Policing Services or COPS grants as well as one-time funding to support labor costs resulting from new MOUs. This table summarizes how we expect to end the current fiscal year based on the data we have when compared to the approved budget for our revenues. Currently, we're expecting to end the year 7.3% or 26.2 million above budgeted levels. MeasureU collections appear to be rebounding faster than we expected from the pandemic. We're seeing more activity in general consumer goods, online sales, transportation, and construction industries. Real property transfer tax collections, although probably won't continue too much longer into the future, are trending higher than budgets. We're experiencing an increase in both transaction values and in counts. We're also projecting an increase in TOT over what was budgeted, but still well below our pre-pandemic levels. As I mentioned earlier, we've included the amount needed to cover our debt service needs based on projected revenues in the community center, parking, and SPID funds in the amount of $12.3 million. So, although the anticipated impacts of the pandemic on these funds were included in the adopted budget, shortfalls will impact the city's abilities to make required debt service payments. And these debt debt services to pay for the projects you see um, listed there below. So similar to what we do for the annual budget process, the city manager meets with departments to review their operational needs and address critical issues that have emerged since budget adoption. The primary recommendations in general Measure U funds are for the 19 positions, two of which are for code enforcement to support the alternative response to homelessness. And as I mentioned earlier, a major recommendation commits ongoing funding for general Measure U funds for community response and for the positions related to that CHP or COPS grant. We're recommending the addition of two positions in public works, as well as the recognition of two and a half million in revenue due to the last solid waste authority dissolution disbursements, so this funding will provide additional illegal dumping services and cleanup events. In community development, the addition of seven and a half positions would augment building inspection services and fiscal oversight for the department. Additional funding is also recommended to increase the after-hour veterinary care contract is due to an increase in emergency animal care activity. The addition of four positions in the city clerk's office to provide board and commission support, two positions in the city manager's office to perform workforce development coordination, and housing program support and we're recommending position changes in YPSI to align workload with program needs and an increase to the park development services budget for the sale of property related to the Sacramento River East Levy Improvement Project and finally in general measure u funds we've included funding to accommodate increased costs associated with the Sacramento Regional Communication Center or the Fire 911 Dispatch Center just due to an increase in the city's share of costs um, for being a member of this JPA. In other funds totaling 4.1 million, a large portion is related to an increase in the disposal budget due to a CPI adjustment for the residential garbage collection contract, as well as a projected deficit in the solid waste fund due to the delinquent account late payment waiver program. So this revised five-year general Measure U fund forecast includes everything I've presented earlier, but in addition to that, you'll see the positive impact resulting from the CalPERS discount rate change that starts in fiscal year 23-24. We've included the out-year cost for those items we've recommended to be funded with one-time ARPA funds. This re- represents the general Measure U fund cost to continue ARPA-funded items that have ongoing costs. This results in the reserve or surplus figure you saw earlier of $49.861 million. Again, this is an estimate based on how we ended the prior fiscal year, but also how we project to perform in revenues in the current fiscal year, which is still an estimate at this time. Labor contract costs are also an estimate, which could change the surplus amount as well. We did receive an alternate proposal to show that same forecast with the replenishment of the housing trust fund. So this is what you see here, um, the revised forecast. So this forecast includes 7.2 million for the replenishment of the housing trust fund, which reflects the 5 million we had set aside for labor negotiations and the 2.2 million originally allocated to fire for diversity outreach and recruitment division. Also included in your agenda is supplemental material to the mid-year review. We've taken the recommendation from the mayor for the investing of an additional 27 million of one-time resources for our community and have updated the forecast accordingly. Finally, in looking forward at our budget development timeline, uh, thanks to the hard work of budget and fiscal staff throughout the city, we're on track for a proposed budget released the week of April 18th. Followed by a budget and audit committee meeting on May 3rd. City Council hearings during May and June with a final adoption on June 14th, 2022. So hmm. that concludes my presentation today and either myself or staff would be happy to take any questions.
0: Thank you so much again, Ms. Combs. Um, I, uh now need to take the second half of this to explain uh, my letter and how that, in my view, complements the very solid and fine proposal that the city manager has brought forward. I want to make two initial points. One is just maybe a matter of personal privilege. um, And I want to say this every time, um, no matter what else has gone right or wrong over the last four years in this city um, and during my tenure as mayor, This passing the second half of Measure U, passing the second half of Measure U in November of 2018, has saved the city's fiscal situation and allowed us and enabled us to invest in so much more um, than we otherwise would have been able to invest in. I mean, look at the Measure U number that Emily put up there uh, a moment ago. It's 125 million dollars it the second half is 62 million we would take 62 million dollars off that bottom line and be talking about a very different situation if we hadn't taken that to the voters and if the voters hadn't said yes I'm grateful for that the second thing is I want to again compliment the city manager and and his staff for essentially budgeting it helping us budget in a way that leaves us as the elected policymakers more room to be able to invest in the community. What am I, what am I, I mean by that? What Ms. Combs and the city manager have presented here this afternoon. Yes, it has some red ink in the, in the out years, but it also includes $25 million of labor expenditures over the course of the revenue. Period. It includes $23 million for the upcoming budget to make sure that we've got a balanced budget by the end of 22 23 It includes $12.3 million for debt service. It includes $3.4 million of uh, an economic uncertainty to add to the Economic Uncertainty Fund. So what I have proposed in my view builds upon what the city manager has presented in the following way. I say that instead of using $27 million and keep it in reserve for budget years 23, 24, 24, 25 and 25, 26, that instead we invest that in a one-time basis in urgent community priorities. Now, is this out of the norm in terms of the way that the city has budgeted or dealt with its mid-year surpluses in prior years? Not at all. Look at last year, for example. Last year, the Department of Finance projected out-year deficits in three comparable years uh, totaling $33 million. And we spent invested in all kinds of community priorities, youth, Housing, public safety, forty-one million dollars of one-time money. And we still have a, a surplus mid-year this year. Contrast this with what I what I am proposing to add to the city managers foundation here. This year, the out-year deficits in those succeeding three years is 27 million projected.
2: Madam clerk, I think we may have uh, uh, lost the mayor here. Seems to have frozen, there we go, he's back.
0: Am I back? I'm sorry, I was (laughs) just on a roll here, you guys. Um, can Can you hear me now?
2: You're good now, Mr. Mayor.
0: Okay, thank you, I'm sorry. So what I'm suggesting this year is consistent with what we have done every single year. And because the Department of Finance, I think appropriately, Budgets conservatively, even on the revenue side, they give us this headroom, frankly, every mid-year. And at the end of the year, to be able to help define community priorities then suggest where we might make those investments. And that's what I am proposing this year. So what do I suggest we do with that $27 million? I suggest that we put $14.8 million of it into affordable housing and homelessness that we replenished the affordable housing trust fund to the tune of 10 million, which is not a lot of money. But by the way, what Emily presented in that second uh, scenario is that frankly, the general fund owes the housing trust fund seven and a half million because the city manager and I, as we always do, <laughs> and we always will do work collaboratively. And he asked informally if they could borrow that money for the fire, uh, diversity positions, as well as, the contracts. I, of course, did yes. The understanding was that that would go back into the housing trust fund. That's 7.2 million. I'm proposing 10, just an additional 2.8. In addition, I suggest, and this is maybe my strongest recommendation of all the recommendations, that in addition to the 19 positions, 17, by the way, of which will be uh, non-code enforcement outreach work, that the city manager proposes to add to the Department of Community response. I've worked with Bridget Dean and the city manager, and she has told us that with an additional $2.8 million, she can literally contract the CBOs to have outreach teams in every city council district in a way that will address one of the biggest problems we have here as a city. And frankly, one of the biggest confidence problems we have. That people are desperate for um, a resolution of on more of these tent encampments to help more people but also to create a cleaner and safer city and under the existing dcr structure and resources she can't possibly get to these without long waiting lists between the 19 positions again 17 of which are outreach workers the 2.8 million which will give her the contracting capacity to work with the cbo's it won't be perfect I ain't overselling here, but it will be much better. And we will be able to get more uh, out there more and create more relief. Combine that with 102 acres with the other sites that the manager and I and the city council are working on to stand up quickly. Maybe, maybe, maybe 2022 will be the year where we begin moving the needle. But the outreach piece of this is crucial especially as we seek this enhanced partnership with the county. I also suggest that we put a million dollars into the coordinated access system. This is crucial. If we don't have a coordinated entry system for homelessness in the city and the county. Our efforts will be fragmented and will not be nearly as successful as they otherwise could be. But I do this I hope in a smart way I suggest a million dollars but only if the county and the COC kicks in their million dollars. Um, It's going to require that kind of investment and collaboration for us to create the single point uh, of entry. I also suggest setting aside another million dollars for women and children's shelter resources. This comes up every year. They're among our most vulnerable populations. So let's give ourselves that flexibility. My letter also suggests that we put $3.2 million into one time discrete economic development initiatives. I'm really excited about the proposal for $2 million for the La Familia Opportunity Center. Our Latino community in Sacramento, our Latinx community deserves this recognition and this investment. We need a center of community for our Latinx uh, community in South Sacramento and throughout Sacramento. And La Familia is one of our most important and successful CBOs that serves not just the Latinx community, but all our diverse communities at Sacramento. They have a plan to build a center. We've gone to the state for money and are talking to our state legislators, but this would give them a boost and a start to build something that will be a legacy for uh, the future generations of Sacramento. I also suggest and I want to thank uh, Mayor Pro Tem that we put a million dollars into the California Mobility Center. And by the way, down the line, whether it's through EIFD or other creative financing mechanisms, I'm going to make even larger proposals for investing in this mobility center because I think it's that important. But right now, the city's role with Councilmember Getta, Mayor Pro Tem Getta's service on their board, is to really focus on workforce and workforce training, just like we've done with Aggie Square. And so this million dollars will go a long way showing our partnership. $200,000 to the Wind Park Latino Center of Art and Culture, crucial project. A little bit of money will help them finish that project. And then working with Council Members Bang and and Council Member Chenier and Council Member Jennings, and everybody, frankly, I want to see us continue to invest in young people. $5.5 $5.5 million to build on our investments from ARP and from CARES and from last year's mid-year. And then specifically, we made a point of looking at areas of the city that have not gotten the attention that they need or deserve. Look what we did uh, this last year with Northgate Boulevard. Look what we did with Del Paso Boulevard. Um, we're, we're looking at areas all throughout the city and we'll leave nobody behind, especially if we have a little bit of time. This mid-year, I want to focus on Marina Vista and Alder Grove. Uh, Council Member Valenzuela has been out there working hard to organize um, the people of this community. <laughs> it's a community, low-income community with lots of kids. Um, you've got the school nearby. Uh, this they need so much more attention, so many more resources, so many more youth programs, so many more safety measures. And of course, uh, the Housing Authority is also engaged in and leading as well on much of this. But I want this $2.5 million to uh, give Councilmember Valenzuela and this community a chance to dream and to do, especially around investing more in young people. And then finally, an additional $500,000 for the city's racial equity uh, initiatives, to develop a virtual resource center, to um, support the development of a a racial equity council, and a network of CBOs um, to provide grants uh, to hire sensitive and trauma-informed mediators, facilitators, mental health counselors, uh, to be able to work with, to go deeper when it comes to our, our mission to create greater racial equity in Sacramento. And then of course to to really look at what it's going to take to develop a a national policy or on reparations for African-Americans. So, so important. And I said, finally, but finally I wanna continue to invest in the fuel network. I mean, this this has sort of been an afterthought and I know that the fuel network we've got to continue to ask them to to search for funds themselves and continue to grow this thing. But as long as we have one-time money and we can help and protect immigrants and refugees and make sure that Sacramento is always known as a welcoming place, I think $500,000 is a worthy uh, investment. And so that's the add-on, if you will, uh, on the on the excellent foundation that the city manager and the budget team have put forward. And um, I look forward to our discussion uh, about the manager's framework, about my complimentary add-on and about how we continue to both operate in a sound fiscal manner. And at the same time, we provide hope to our community. That's always the balance. And I think we're doing it pretty well. City manager, do you wanna add anything before I turn it over to the public?
5: No, I think you covered it and I appreciate the, uh, the explanation on the memo and the discussion here, because as you know, this is going to be coming back to the council the following week. Yes, We're going to take, take feedback we get from this committee incorporate and for final adoption next week, but no, you covered it. Thank you,
0: mayor. Thank you very much. Okay. So, um, how many people do we have to testify? Madam clerk,
1: Mary have 10 hand raised to make public comment.
0: All right, let's hear from our callers. The first is David
1: Banuelos.
6: Yes, hello, can you hear me? We can. Thank you. Uh, Good day, Mr. Mayor and esteemed uh, council members. I would like to express my personal support and urge this committee and city council to approve of the proposed budget contribution of 200,000 to further support the completion of the Latino Center of Arts and Culture at Wind Park. Sacramento is a vibrant, multicultural, and diverse community with a long-standing yearning for more art, culture, and safe places for patrons to visit and enjoy. Cultural events can help communities bridge divides, increase citizen participation, build trust in government processes, create safer and healthier communities, and preserve cultural history while elevating the narratives of traditionally marginalized communities. The arts are fundamentally our humanity. They uplift and inspire us, fostering creativity, goodness, and beauty. The arts bring us joy, help us express our values, and build bridges between cultures. The arts are also a fundamental component of a healthy community. Strengthening them socially, educationally, and economically benefits that persist even in difficult social and economic times. My personal friends, family, and community, as well as myself, continue to enjoy the wealth of options and the celebration of arts and culture in and around Sacramento. While some may not live in Sacramento as it is, many come from out of town to appreciate, engage, and relish in in our multicultural beauty of our beloved city as we continue to be a coveted destination of tourism. As Sacramento continues to grow, we need to ensure there are safe places for us to celebrate, share, and galvanize our diversity, all the while drawing more tourism to support our local businesses and economy. By further supporting the Latino Center of Arts and Thank Culture- Thank you for your
1: comments. Your time is complete. Will you make your final comment, please?
6: I, uh, I wish to... Uh, Again, express my gratitude.
3: Thank you for this time. Please approve. Thank you for your
1: comments. Our next speaker is Julie Hirota.
3: Hi there. My name is Julie Hirota. Good afternoon, Mayor Steinberg and council members Gera, Jennings, and Vang. I'm the CEO at St. John's Program for Real Change, and I'm calling to support the mayor on his recommendations and advocating for the $1 million in funding for women and children needs in our unhoused community. And I wanted to report how funds like these have supported single women and women with children in the last year at St. John's. First and foremost, our residents come from every district in the Sacramento region. And I wanted to share some quick data also. So last year we supported approximately 475 unhoused women and children and approximately 50% of our residents are children and most of them are under the age of 10. And most recently, we've rebuilt our on site child development program to address the learning gaps, social, emotional, adverse childhood experiences and provide trauma support. And then as a general figure between 70 and 75 percent have left St. John's with stable housing. We've also opened St. John's Square. It's a modular home community that houses up to 22 families with 50 up to 55 residents. And we're pleased to share that we're constantly full and continue to move women and children in and out of the square as more affordable options become available to them. So the funding really does make a difference. And I wanted to thank you for prioritizing the most at-risk and vulnerable unhoused people, women and children. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Basim Alkaira.
7: Yes, uh, good afternoon, Mayor. Council and City Manager. My name is Basim Malkara, the Executive Director of CARE Sacramento Valley. I'm calling to support the Mayor and Council Member's decision to renew funding for the Fuel Network. CARE SV's Immigrant Rights Center offers high quality pro bono immigration services to individuals otherwise unable to afford or obtain legal assistance. We seek to assist individuals who seek asylum, legal permanent residency, citizenship, or reunification with their families, as well as victims of human trafficking, serious crimes, domestic violence, removal defense, and more. The Fuel Grant is essential as it allows us to provide these services to more members of the low-income immigrant community during a time when the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the economy and decreased donations to nonprofit organizations. Since its inception, the city's Fuel Program has since expanded to offer many other services designed to help Sacramento's immigrant and refugee families remedy the other legal, informational, mental health, and economic challenges they face on a daily basis while supporting the many Sacramento schools and nonprofit organizations that work with this vulnerable community. We are proud of the comprehensive model Sacramento has developed to serve immigrants. As one of the many partner organizations that comprise a diverse and robust fuel network, CARE Sacramento Valley is committed to promoting the safety, health, and well-being of Sacramento's immigrant communities. With programs like Know Your Rights, informational sessions, and other outreach services, we're able to empower the immigrant community with knowledge so they are informed of their rights and are kept aware of the latest immigration policies that affect them. Our organization has benefited from the fuel support that offers training, helpful handouts, and slides. More impo- importantly, fuel has allowed us to provide immigration legal assistance amidst the global pandemic, and it's had a positive impact on our clients and communities we serve. Our city is ground zero for the Afghan refugee crisis. The fuel network and care are committed to continuing supporting our incoming Afghan refugees and all refugees through the Immigrant Rights Center with the support of the fuel network. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Nia Mooreweather.
8: Hello, can everyone hear me? We can.
9: Yes.
8: Okay, hello, budget and audit committee, mayor and council members. My name is Nia Moorweathers and I'm a community organizer with Youth Forward and the Sacramento Kids First Coalition and a citizen of District Four. I'm calling in today to comment in general support of the fiscal year 2021-2022 mid-year review. I wanted to start by saying that I appreciate the way in which this committee set its priorities for this mid-year funding. Like the mayor said in his letter, uh, Sacramento is entering its third year of a global pandemic and more than ever, we should be doing our best best into inclusive economic development. Um, In the past, there have been times, honestly, where I've been disappointed in our local city council's understanding of what inclusive economic development means, but I'm very happy to say that this is not one of those times. The decision to use our $27 million of one-time mid-year funding specifically towards homelessness, affordable housing, inclusive economic development initiatives, and youth and community inclusive investment is an ideal way to reflect the desires, asks, and needs of the greater Sacramento community. And as an organizer in youth spaces, I can personally attest to the beneficial impacts that the continued investments of $5.5 million can have for our youth. I hope to see the budget and audit committee continue to dedicate themselves to the idea of prevention versus punishment and racial equity as the financial decisions they make around funding and the local budget have far-reaching effects for not only youth but other marginalized communities here in our city. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Rachel Rios.
10: Thank you. Um, Good afternoon, mayor, council members, city manager and city staff. I wanted to thank the mayor for his budget proposals to meet the urgent needs of our city. The budget proposal addresses the many diverse needs of our city. As you know, this year, La Familia hopes to bring our plans for the Opportunity Center to life. The Opportunity Center will connect disadvantaged communities to employment and health opportunities build upon partnerships and create the important anchors that create that inclusive and healthy economic uh, communities that we are all looking for. We strongly also support the investments in the youth services and the homeless projects in the Latino Center for Arts and Culture, and most importantly, in the fuel network. Now more than ever, as we recognize that immigrant communities have carried a disproportionate rate of COVID impact, and we need to continue to fund this important resource. We urge the budget committee to pass this proposal to the Council, we understand that there is a need to have a reserve budget, but these programs have been on hold for far too long. Passing the current budget proposal will make an investment in these much needed community programs and provides necessary resources for our city's most disadvantaged and marginalized communities to become empowered and to succeed in their lives. Thank you again for this proposal mayor we appreciate your vision for the Sacramento area.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Arlen Orchard.
11: Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, Council Members, uh, City Staff, it's a pleasure to be here today. Um, I'm Arlen Orchard. I'm the chair of the California Mobility Center, and I'm also representing uh, President Nelson of Sacramento State today and Paul Lau, who's the CEO of SMUD. Both Sacramento State and SMUD are uh, major investors and supporters of the California Mobility Center, and I'm speaking in uh, favor of the uh, mayor's proposal to allocate million to the California Mobility Center for it to continue its workforce development efforts. Um, I also want to thank Councilmember Fang for visiting us and extend an invitation to Councilmember Jennings uh, to visit our site. Um, We have, um, with the city's uh, support and leadership, we've been successful in um, over the last year in educating more than uh, or training more than 500 participants and um, which has resulted in more than 120 um, job placements and 50 internships, which are turning into jobs. We've done that collaboratively with partners like La Familia, the Urban League, and Asian Resources. And we look forward to continuing that partnership. The $1 million will enable to, us to purchase additional equipment that is not available in the Sacramento or the Northern California region, but is crucial to um, train people in um, equipment that is a um, value to industry within our region. So I appreciate the support of the city, the mayor, um, uh, council member um, Guerra, and um, would urge um, the um, budget committee to move this forward. Thank you very much, I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Richard Falcone.
11: Thank you very
12: much for the opportunity. Richard Falcon, community organizer for United Latinos and executive director of Teatro Nahua. I just wanted to say I fully support and appreciate the mayor's uh, proposed uh, funding of so many wonderful items, especially I want to speak about the, my support of the additional monies for the Fuel Network, a very, very wonderful organization providing so many needed services. La Familia, a great partner here of United Latinos, they have provided a home for us for so, so many years. And as an arts organization focusing on social justice, we welcome the opportunity to watch the Latino Center continue its legacy of tremendous art opportunities and the future of Wind Park and where that will go. I am so excited at the possibilities for this city and the growth that I see taking place. I'm so excited to see that we are looking forward uh, as a city to making sure that all of our communities continue to flourish and thrive, especially after what we've seen with the pandemic. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is a phone number, last four digits, 4366. Phone
13: number last, four digits, 4366. Six. Yes, this is Lambert of To the Bay and Back Cheesecakes. I wanted to, first of all, thank the mayor for conveying what his vision is. It's really, it's really a wonderful, um, compassionate vision you have. Anyone who wants to help the poor and the needy, and no one can ever question that about you, because it's being implemented the other thing i wanted to say is that anytime i hear northgate boulevard del paso boulevard you know i'm happy for them because as a native who was born and raised here and whose parents have been in del paso heights since 1946 i know every part of this city and there's some wonderful people on those boulevards northgate boulevard I know family and friends live over there and work there. Del Paso Boulevard, no buts. But at the same time, I want that same street, Del Paso Boulevard, which extends to Marysville Boulevard. I want some money to go there. There's a lot of talented people in Del Paso Heights, including to the Bay and Back Cheesecakes. We actually guarantee jobs. You cannot make a cheesecake with a computer. I don't believe that. You have to hire people. You need trucks. Cold storage is over at McClellan Park. United States cold storage is now on McClellan Park's uh, property. I used to have to drive all the way off of Franklin to 52nd Avenue to go to United States cold storage. And speaking of that, when I used to go out there, shout out to La Familia. They bought a lot of cheesecakes from me over the years. I'm happy they're getting something. But let's put some money into the California Black Chamber of Commerce, just like you do with the Hispanic Chamber. Thank you for your comments. Your time is
1: complete. Will you make your final comment, please?
13: Yes. Give Minty a raise.
1: Thank you for your comments. (laughs) Our next speaker is Brian Lopez. Brian Lopez?
14: Yeah. Hi, my name is Brian Lopez. I'm the president of the Cruz Reynoso Bar Association, and I'm here to speak to the committee to support the continued funding for our Sacramento Fuel Network program. Since its inception in 2017, the CRB has been an emphatic supporter of this initiative because of the great need that exists in our area for the resources that the Fuel Network provides. We're proud to say that the success of the fuel network has made sacramento a model around the state and around the country because of the commitment that the city has extended to our non-citizen community and their family members in our area we also have to be unequivocally direct and clear that the need for these services is one that continues as we go into the future because of the large refugee asylee and non-citizen population we enjoy in the city of sacramento Um, also because of the pervasive and damaging impact that immigration enforcement overreach can have upon these and other non-citizen communities as a whole. And finally, because of the unique issues and risks which are present here in our area with regard to anti-immigrant sentiment and the harm that it can cause to our community. Um, So having worked in the field of immigration as an immigration practitioner for over 10 years, I can also say that there are a number of uncomfortable truths that we need to acknowledge uh, as government officials, policymakers, and concerned members of the community to have a clear conception of how to best meet the needs of the non-citizen members of our community. First, regardless if it's a Republican or a Democrat in the White House, the deportation machine that serves to separate families and cause immeasurable hardship and trauma to those affected continues. Second, the need for immigration, legal and wraparound services in our community is far outweighed by the capacity of service providers at any given time. Third, immigration issues are often highly technical and complicated, which require a great deal of time and emotional investment by advocates and clients alike. In fact, opinions from the Supreme Court of the U.S. have commented that immigration law is only surpassing in its complexity by the tax code. For all these reasons and more, there continues to exist a dire need for the city to continue its commitment as a partner to the fuel network agencies and not abandon these at-risk members of our community and their advocates. We commend the city and we hope that that funding continues. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Adro El Coro.
8: Hello. Uh, thank you. Um, Good afternoon, Mayor Steinberg and council members. My name is Adriel Corral. I am the policy director for the Sacramento Housing Alliance. SHA would like to thank and support Mayor Steinberg for this proposal to replenish the housing trust fund with $10 million. This $10 million will lead to the development of more affordable homes in our region. We also want to use this moment to urge the mayor and council to prioritize prior commitments to issue a $100 million bond Additional money will allow our developers to be able to better leverage state and federal resources to bring more capital into our region so Sacramento can break ground on more affordable developments and increase our impact. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Jeffrey Tardigia.
15: This is Jeffrey. Uh, Can you hear me clearly? You can. Mm -hmm. Hi, Jeffrey. Um, My comments relate to is is I'm your co-chair on your point-in-time count. So, Mayor Steinberg, it's good to hear after four years you begin to understand the difficulty of determining the homeless and helping them. I appreciate the funding, and that is important to get us for our point-in-time time count now and for next January as well, so we can determine just exactly how big the issue is. And with that, I will leave you until this afternoon at 5 o'clock, when we'll talk about active transportation and those needs as well.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Lisa Bates.
9: Good afternoon, Mayor and Council. Uh, Lisa Bates with Sacramento Steps Forward, your lead agency for the Sacramento Continuum of Care. I'd like to share my appreciation for the mayor's proposal to support a coordinated access to our homeless response system. As many of you know, Sacramento lacks a coordinated and easily accessible way for people to resolve their housing crisis as quickly as possible. The system is incredibly challenging to navigate and. The front doors and referral pathways are not well advertised or understood. We have a number of different access points and most of them do not participate in HMAS or they have limited access to more than one individual program. That makes it extremely difficult for a person who is trying to navigate services, leading them to have to go to multiple front doors to try and find the magic door that leads them to the best services. The um, other thing that the proposal uh, the mayor has provided is the expanded outreach. And I um, can also share with you that our community struggles to maintain connection with people who are particularly unsheltered and that over 60% of the folks unsheltered in our community um, have access to our homeless management information system. These two efforts combined um, will help uh, build a backbone infrastructure for a better coordinated system We are working in partnership with the City of Sacramento, the County of Sacramento, and our COC to provide the necessary resources to help build a coordinated front door that is easy and accessible, that provides comprehensive real-time data, and that will improve the experience of people seeking services and provide more equitable outcomes across all, uh, all demographics. So we appreciate the support and we look forward to the continued work and conversation on this effort.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Carolyn Cabias.
16: Hi, I'm Caroline Cabias, Latino Economic Council of Sacramento. Thank you, Mayor for envisioning a diverse and very vibrant Sacramento with your recommendations. Members, you received letters from the Latino Economic Council of Sacramento Public Policy Chair Phil Garcia in support of the mayor's mid-year funding recommendations. They address much-needed economic development and youth and community programs for our underserved communities, and specifically the Latino community, which represents approximately 28% of the city. Specifically, we ask support for the $2 million for the La Familia Counseling Center, which provides many diverse services throughout the region, as well as the city. $200,000 for the Latino Arts Center and $500,000 for the critical needed support for the Fuels Network of Sacramento. This funding would address critical needs for historically underserved but essential services throughout the city. Thank you, members, for your support of the mayor's recommendations.
1: Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Jesus Mata.
17: Hi, good afternoon, mayor, council members and staff of the board and audit committee. My name is Jesus Mata, a board member for the Latino Center of Art and Culture, living in district five, and also development associate at opening doors. I just wanna voice my strong support for the mayor's recommendation to allocate funds for the renovation of the wind park building. I have three young brothers and they're, you know, born and being raised in this city. I want them to live in a city where they can see the contributions of the Latino community reflected in public spaces that they see the the heritage, um, the arts uh, and events, uh, places where people can come together, learn about each other and have those welcoming communities that we want to make Sacramento. So thank you so much for your consideration.
1: Thank you for your comments. And our final speaker is Dante Williams.
18: Hi, how are you? Uh, My name is Dante Williams. Uh, Thank you, Mayor, Council, City Manager and staff. I'm Dante Williams from Mercy Housing, uh, Land Park Woods, which is a site directly adjacent to the Marina Vista, Outer Grove neighborhood. I'm a former resident myself of Marina Vista, and I can tell you firsthand of the need for support for the community of Marina Vista and Outer Grove. Our young people need dedicated groups and individuals to assist them in overcoming challenges and pitfalls, and I thank you, Mayor and Council Member Valenzuela for your consideration on this I just urge that this committee approves the $2.5 million for the Marina Vista and outer Grove community. We must come together to bring about real change to historic neighborhood in our city. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your thank comments. you.
0: Thank you, Madam Clerk. And thank you to the members of the public. I also want to thank um, my deputy chief Scott White for in my right hand on this uh, budget effort. Um, every year, every year, we do this together and uh, worked really well so far. I hope today is no exception. Thank you. Let me turn it to my colleagues. Uh, who wants to go first? I see Mayor Pro geta Thank House you, House Mr. House Mr. Vang. House Mayor. House.
2: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'll keep my comments short. I know we've got a closed session uh, uh, here scheduled. Uh, first, let me just uh, thank all the city staff for the, their work I, I appreciate the, the, the diligence in getting us briefed and then I'll just go into the details um, and then uh, second, you know, I wanted to, you know, thank also the mayor for looking at creating a very prudent uh, and also a very focused proposal uh, here uh, to address, I think what's uh, what the Measure U Committee identified as top priorities if we had uh, in money that was um, uh, unallocated that came above the revenue targets uh, and also to uh, also listening to what many of the community members have been uh, discussing about immediate needs, um, particularly with housing, uh, homelessness, and making sure that we address the economic um, uh, you know issues we have of low wage workers and how do we get people to uh, to uh, to be able to move into higher wage employment. So with that, Mr. Mayor, I- I'd like to uh, actually make a motion here. So and that's to move to amend the fiscal year 2021 2022 mid-year review and forward uh, w- with the uh, letter identified by the mayor um, uh, with the 27 million dollar one-time mid-year adjustment uh, as outlined in the letter with the three priorities uh and uh, move this item to council so i'll make that as a formal motion and i mr mayor i just can't uh i appreciate all your staff's work in. Uh, going through all of the community responses uh, to get to this point here. Uh, proposal also helps us in the out years too. So I, I appreciate that balance.
0: Thank you so much, Mayor Is There's a motion. Is there a second? There is, Mayor. Okay, I'll hear from second from Councilmember Jennings. I got Councilmember Vang next, and then Councilmember Jennings, and we'll take a vote.
19: Thanks, Mayor. Um, I was going to second that too. I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank emily for your thorough presentation and just all of our staff um, from our finance department just for all your hard work to prepare the mid-year budget mayor also really want to thank you for your vision and your proposal as well Um, i know there there are many urgent and diverse need um, and overall i am supportive of um, the city manager's proposal and your complimentary proposal to the city manager Um, i uh, I especially want to call out um, some of the investment that you had mentioned in your letter, um, investing in the Latino Center, support for our youth, our immigrants and refugee communities, and, and especially uh, supply, uh, supporting our DCR uh, department to ensure that we could have capacity to serve our unhoused neighbors. Um, I don't uh, question the proposal. Both of the proposals, I think it's great. I think it's laser focused. Um, I think all of these requests are incredibly important, but uh, equally important is also ensuring 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 how we track investment dollars. How well did we do uh, performance measure of grantees that will be receiving these dollars? um, And whom did we serve? And my last question is, Are folks better off um i asked this question in particular because i'm also interested to know you know have we measured the impact of dollars that were invested last year during mid-year budget um i will definitely support uh moving this forward to the full council but a recommendation that i would like to request of our city manager as well is that um in next year's conversation and maybe this is something when we gear up for our annual budget is that i like to see um metrics and performance of dollars that we have invested during mid-year and because I think that's really important and really lays the foundation on um, the services and support that we need to uh, continue to, uh, to fund. Um, that was really important. I don't question uh, these allocations in particular, but I think it's important for residents and taxpayer dollars uh, to see um, what we're getting in these investments. And so that would be my only recommendation, Mayor. Um, really appreciate your proposal. Uh, I think it's incredibly uh, diverse and focused. I really appreciate all the callers that called in. Um, that would be my only recommendation is I I really like to see what outcomes we had during last year, um, mid year budget and if the Council do move forward with this I like to see some metrics and performance measure on these items um, as well. Thanks mayor.
15: we
0: will, I think that's a very important suggestion. Um, And we'll work with the manager and work with the Council and maybe through uh, some of our racial equity work as well. You know, defining outcomes uh around some of what we want to see in terms of moving closer to uh ending that racial divide uh is something we can work on as a committee over the next couple months thank you
15: uh council member jennings thank you mayor i I'll, I'll, I'll be brief um i just want to i want to stop just to thank the city staff as well for uh providing this incredible mid year update to us um, and Emily, for her first time, did, did an incredible job. I just want to give her uh, a great uh, pat on the back for the job that she's done with her staff, working with her, so congratulations. Also want to thank the speakers who called in. Um, I thought the speakers hit it right on, uh, on target. They talked about the um, urgent <laughs> city priorities and um, that we were this was giving hope to our community. I mean, many of the speakers really spoke in support of everything that we presented today. And there was really no opposition to it. So I I thought they were right on because that's exactly how I feel as well. If we're gonna affect real change, I think we've hit the nail on the head as far as dealing with our Latino Center of Arts and Culture, St. John's Women and Children, dealing with our youth, our Fuel Network, uh, La Familia, uh, the, the, the Opportunity Center. Uh, I think we've hit all the items on the head without mentioning all of them. Um, and I just really think we've really tapped the need in Sacramento. And Mayor, I just want to thank you and your staff for really addressing the real need in the midst of a two-year pandemic. Those who are hurting the most being able to address that need. And so um, the Marina uh, Vista and Al- Alta Grove, we know there's a need there. I want to thank my, my fellow council member, Katie Valenzuela, for her work there Um, Our youth investment, which Councilman Schanier continually talks to us about, meaning that we're not just investing for today, but we're investing for tomorrow as well. So I think we're right on. I'm I'm in support. That's why I second the motion for it to go before the the full council. But I'm in support of your letter and your proposal 100 percent, and I'm happy to move it forward. Thank you very much. All of my colleagues and the members of
0: the public called in and the community, Um, we have to be about hope. Uh, members, especially during this this unprecedented time in our nation's history, and our city's history, Uh, I, I know that there's a lot of hurt and frustration out there. But when you look at the arc of spending, the arc of investment in this city over the last, not just two years, but over the last five years, we are investing in community like never before while maintaining a fiscal balance while uh, providing raises to our hardworking city employees, while investing in public safety defined uh, uh, across the board. It's not perfect, but we're doing pretty well on this front and I'm very proud of the city and all of you for, for not just backing that vision, but helping, but leading that vision. Um, it's making a difference and, and maybe we're only getting started. Let's call the roll on the motion and uh, move this with a positive recommendation to the full city council.
1: Councilmember Gatta.
0: Hi.
1: Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Councilmember Vang. Yes. And Mayor Steinberg.
0: Yes, that's for nothing. Thank you very much. Uh, we are going to adjourn the committee. Uh, and Mr. Mayor.
2: Uh, Oh, Mayor. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I had some uh, committee comments uh, before we. Go, go, go right ahead. Okay,
0: go Neither right ahead.
2: Yeah. Yes, Ver- very briefly. Um, I know uh, one thing that wasn't in the mid-year budget, but obviously needs more discussion about high-wage jobs, uh, particularly within our city. Uh, the city right now is experiencing an extreme amount of um, of wall time within our ambulance services. Uh, and uh, what I'd like to do is uh, is find uh, you know, put on uh, uh, one of our upcoming budget committee meetings. Uh, how we can look at, uh, at careers in our EMT and ambulance services and look at how we look at outward projections to try to address the, uh, the one, the, the immense wall time we have, and also uh, great career opportunities locally, uh, following in line with this year's mid budget. But I'd like to do that in preparation for the uh, future fiscal year. Well,
0: budget. I really, I think it's a very forward thinking suggestion under the category of great minds. Um, We've been talking, and I've, I've been talking with uh, the city manager as well as uh, the leaders of 522. I'd like a full council workshop on this issue. I think it's worth a full council workshop uh, around the issue exactly what you just described how to create career pathways within the Sacramento Fire Department for paramedics and uh, EMTs. And that might even include. I know that well, it was once controversial. I'm not sure it will be nearly as controversial this time. The idea of some form of single rule. Um, and so we, we want to look at uh, at putting together a full workshop before the city council sometime in the month of April. Mayor, may I? Yes.
5: I'm happy to do that. I have one caveat. We're in the, in the midst of active negotiations. So I'm going to confer with our negotiators and with the city attorney's office on whether. The timing of this discussion is could occur prior to us coming to a tentative agreement with Local Five Two Two. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, no, we got it. We don't want to mix the two. I understand. Right. that. I, I do understand that. Um, okay, Thank you. very, very good. Thank you, Councilmember Magana. Uh, Councilmember Vang.
19: Thanks, Mayor. Uh, I will keep this short. Um, Last Monday, the Measure U Committee met to discuss and finalize a draft uh, playbook for participatory budgeting, uh, the pilot program. As you know, last year, the council approved um, a million dollars for Measure U uh, for this pilot in particular. Um, And I'd like to request that at at the next budget and audit committee, we agendize a status update report from the committee on this matter. Um, And one reason why I'm requesting this is because uh, the draft playbook is really critical um, in assisting our city and actually launching the pilot and as a budget and audit committee you know I think a presentation will be really helpful in our efforts to increase engagement not only in the pilot but also our budgeting process in the city um, and so I like to make that request if we could have uh, the measure you committee present on the playbook in particular and I would love for this committee to support that effort
0: sure I think that's if great you- I mean the measure U committee absolutely as the as the open invite to uh,
15: then before us we'll work that out okay All
0: right. thanks mayor thank you, you. Councilmember. member council member
15: Jennings and this will be quick uh, yeah this will be quick mayor um, you know in in the midst of the pandemic we find that more and more families and especially youth are playing on our on our ball fields uh, and they're playing the different sports that they play um, and I'd like to at some point in time take a look at the deferred maintenance uh, that's necessary to get our ball fields up to a point where all of them are equal in condition uh, because there seems to be a lot of fighting right now over certain fields that are in better condition than others uh, and if we don't look at our deferred maintenance and see what we can do in order to take care of our fields so that all of them have the ability to be able to use all of our fields um, then they're going to continue to be fights and that's not what we want so i just want to at some point in time start looking at what we need to do with our fills in order to invest in them so that they can meet the needs of our families uh, who are using them more now than ever. Okay. I think that's great city manager.
5: Yeah. So just to be clear, are you asking uh, Councilmember Jennings for us to bring this back in uh, with the mid-year report to the council or separate?
15: It can be separate. Um, You know, I'd love if we could come back with the mid-year, but, it can be separate. Uh, it's not going to go away. We've, right. we've got a deferred maintenance that we all know the number associated with it, but um, right. it, can be, it can be with the mid year, it can be separate.
5: Okay, perfect. Thank you.
15: Thank you. Very
0: good. All right, um, members, excellent meeting. Um, let us adjourn the committee. We'll uh, go right into closed session here, members, because um, uh, our other colleagues are waiting. So we'll get on in, in two minutes. Thank do we need
3: much. a vote uh clerk do we need a vote to move it to council we
0: already did, already did. we did
3: okay good thank you
0: <laughs> okay thank good you shot. and thank thank you laney thank you for your hard work too okay bye everyone your.